Lou. What up, Lou? What's up? Peace. What's good? What's up, boss? Chilling. Hi. Hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. How is everyone doing? Fantastic. Oh, we lit, man. So this is our third co-host you didn't get to meet, Judge Hello, Tukic. third co-host. Hi. Nice Pleasure. to meet you. Mr. Out in Virginia. You I know. A, a good burn session. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> not remind me. I've been thinking about, like I told you, I've been thinking about that whole Donda for lover's boy like thing, yo. And I, I know, I know the answer to it, you know, and it makes sense to me. You know, it's just, yeah. Let's, well, shit, let's talk about it. Uh, we, we did yeah, have a great discussion uh, about when we were in Queens Green Apothecary last uh, couple weekends ago, we asked everybody who they liked better, uh, CLB or Donda. And Lou, we we had a great discussion. I'm yeah. curious as to what your thoughts are on that, Lou. They're, you can't judge them versus towards each other. They're not the same. Uh, you know, Drake put out a very entertaining album. Uh, I like it. I actually put that one more on repeat, but Donda's personal. It's more of a, it's that artistic feel, you know? Mm. Drake mm. is at, slide it down. You know, like it, 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 it pops, it hits it, you know, he's, he did it. He did his job. He did his work. It, it it's catchy. It's dope. Uh, good production, good everything across the board, but Donda is different because it's it's personal. It's more emotional. You know what I'm saying? It's more. It's. I mean, named after his mother for God's sakes. Like it's not. It's 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 definitely personal. You saw his interview. This shit was crazy. All right. So look, if you were on the Grammy board, yeah, both of these albums were nominated for album of the year. Which one you picking? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that's that's what I'm saying, you know, that they, they shouldn't be like they shouldn't be in the same category, I think. Mm. You know? Um I don't know, because both of them, like, can you consider them, I don't know, even still consider them as like hip hop albums, right? Just just on pure hip hop like Do you actually say it's a pure hip hop album? Either one. I would say, how many times did you say Donda? <laughs> uh, either one. I would say no, but that'd be that'd be a question for Rod. He's a historian. Was would, it would, would either one be considered hip hop? Uh, yeah, I, you know, well, the way the category, the way the categories things now, they're both in the hip hop category. Yeah, but you know, the, you know, it's like now they like it started very quickly with these SoundCloud rappers in a sense of like um, they said we're not rappers, we're not MCs, we're rock stars, we're entertainers. You feel me? So now they're rapping, but they're saying they're not rappers. They're saying they're not MCs. Can you really consider that album a hip hop album? Well, I, I'm just knowing what I know about both of them. I would think that if you did not, I think they would be offended. Definitely, Kanye. He 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 fashioned himself a b boy, even though that shit is gospel and got a whole bunch of other stuff up there. But Kanye think he's a b boy. You know what I'm saying? Now Drake, I can't speak for Drake. I don't know if he views hip hop like. An older head does, you know what I'm saying? So I can't speak for that. And can you know? And even still, right? Like, let's be real. They, they, Kanye said a different way with the packbackers. He's not a true backpacker, but you know, like his mm -hmm. his sense of like that was different. And then Drake, little, then Drake came along with his weak chin. I'm never gonna let him live it down. That beard is hiding a small chin. Let us not forget. Look at old Drake. Look at pre-beard Drake. Let us not forget. Oh, goodness. Never forget. Never forget. But, but you know, it's just like uh, he really kicked it into, like, the hip-hop of entertainment. Like, and he's been killing it for a long time. He realized the formula. He realizes how, you know, what his crowd like that and just what hits over and over again, mm -hmm. regardless if he writes it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, don't get us started on that again. <laughs> you prefer our Kanye Drake debate, man. You know, but <laughs> I think I think hip hop has reached the level where of the great singers, right? Like Whitney Houston didn't write her shit. Neither did Gina Turner. See, but see, they're still considered amazing artists, correct? But but then, but then 
here I go jumping on Rod's bandwagon. The essence of hip hop was built on something completely different outside of that pop feature. Mm -hmm. So if we if we go that route, we lose that. You know what I mean? For people like Rod, who still listen to the new AZ albums when they drop, you know what I mean? People who still check for the older artists, what happens to them? So Drake is Drake is a monster. He's a two headed monster. You know what I mean? Don't you think he consider himself hip hop? Wouldn't you? Oh, for sure. You, yeah, I think yeah, so too. He definitely does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah just, I you think know, so. I think he would be offended if somebody called one of his albums R and B. I think he would probably be like, "Damn, that's what." <laughs> but me, as a fan, <laughs> I would consider some of his projects not fully hip hop projects. Be honest. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm just a little bit like. I can't say that you know I I I don't I don't love the current protection of hip hop because I do because I mean we went from you know uh, on a corner to you know uh, semi gangster to gangster to you know uh, uh, more lyricists more um, more more conscious rappers but conscious rappers got too too complicated too. To uh, third eye open way too much, and people didn't understand what the hell they're saying. Um, it was really cool because I was watching um, the this Raekwon and uh, Raekwon and uh, um, Chef, um, I mean Ghost and uh, and uh, Chef interview on Drink Champs, and they were talking about how RZA and them all of them like that. They were spitting some like like that, but they were losing everyone, and they had to like bring it down a little bit just to kind of connect with the crowd. Um, oh, you know what I loved about that interview and, and something that's connected about it, that something I've always said and people looked at me funny, how they how they said that uh, ODB was a real lyricist. He actually dumbed this down down just for the entertainment value. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if y'all saw that ODB uh, uh, used to be the king. Of 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 Queens, when we used to go to Queens and Brooklyn and battle niggas and take them out, like uh, Q Tip got a uh, interview that everybody's been talking about lately, where he says ODB came to his high school. He was called A Son back then. Nobody knew him was old, old dirty. Still rap the same and battle him and took his ass out and everybody else out there. You know what I'm saying? Crazy dog. I love his style, man. I love his style. But you know, a lot of them. I think that's something too that uh, that a lot of the '90s era kind of bred was this force that you have to be unique. You could not be like anybody else. But the commercialization of everything forced people to sound like somebody else. They want, you know, and I, you know, honestly, I, I in my uh, my hip hop view, I think where everything turned was with DJ Clue and being the first DJ to be signed and pump out his own CD. That he no longer that, that from that point he no longer uh, uh, did uh, mixtapes. The, the mixtapes after that just like dropped, and well, DJ had to. We have we actually to. we actually had that debate: DJ Drama versus DJ Clue, because I feel like Drama took that baton and ran with it until the feds came, and still <laughs> people still want that Gangsta Grills mixtape style album. You can see it with Child the Creator, who's nominated for Album of the Year. He went to drama to get that that hip hop feel to it. You know what I mean? So I just I want you guys to know we, that we is a great site. I just want you guys to know that I'm, I'm actually going to bring that up later in the docket. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. man. Gangsta but shit. Girls. Go ahead, Tuk. I was going to say, you know, you remember Gangsta Girls used to be on, um, was it ninety seven point five here in Atlanta? Used to have all of them on there. I definitely can appreciate what DJ Drama brought and you know i'm a down south georgia girl all day every day so um you know jeezy and and gucci and when they were doing when he was working with wayne and all that like drama drama is in a league of his own in my opinion but it you know in that pinpoint was between clue was that he ended up signing to rock Rockefeller, right? And Rock at that moment was super hot. So they were constantly pumping out clue, 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 clue. I was tired of hearing his name, man. <laughs> 
everywhere. Clue, clue. Yo, ruining songs, yo. I used to call him the DJ ruining songs, putting his name all over it. Right, <laughs> right in the middle of like, yo, dope ass verse. Clue, clue. I'm like, you mother. Yo. <laughs> never, never failed, yo. He was like on point with that shit. Almost like he said it like on a program. On some Birdman shit. I ain't gonna lie, I wish I still had all my two CDs. I don't got them all. Wish I had them all. I wish I had them old DJ tapes. I wish I had the Clue, the first Locks Clue mixtape. Mm, that was that shit right there. Those mixtapes are like, yo, those mixtapes got gold on them that nobody's ever heard before because it's like back in the day, they would just go to that DJ's house, record it on the spot, and then bounce. And the only one that had the copy was like that. So if you caught a copy of that uh, of that mixtape, you had a copy, but that was it. But once the CDs came in with Clue, and they just stopped making mixtapes, and then, you know, oh, tapes are the old school shit. News is, is CDs, and CDs didn't last so long. MP3s came in really fast. Well, I, I can even attest to that for our generation. There were certain songs that I fucked with so hard that were on like Southern Smokes or uh, certain uh, mixtapes like that that you will never find again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. No doubt. You gotta go to, what's it, that, that piff. piff? You might find them on there. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I checked hey. that Piff for uh, clues and they're not up there, just a few of them. Speaking of that Piff, we might have a Dat Piff master on the pod here today. We did a bad job introducing, but we have Lou from Gene Traders on the pod. <sighs> that Lou. Lou is uh, Lou's an interesting guy. Let me let me tell you how we got linked up with Lou. So we did, as you see, we did the Vets Fall Fest episode last week uh, at Queen's Green Apothecary. And Lou was by far one of the most interesting people we met that weekend. Lou, what do you do? You preserve genetics of cannabis, correct? Uh, yeah, I like to put it that um, we do um, gen- uh, genetic preservation kits. And, you know, depending on what state you're in, um, you know, you can't cultivate. Some you can't, some you can't. So we just call them genetic preservation kits for the sake of uh, legality. Um, because if you say, Hey, you can grow this and grow some weed and blah, blah, blah. You know, you, we could help out how liable cause we uh, automatically got to start following kind of like, um, on our own, but without being told we, uh, well, my company and people that, you know, I'm affiliated with automatically like to put our own warning labels on everything. Right. Because if we don't do it, they're going to tell us to do it or say, Oh, you're at fault. Cause you didn't do it. Blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. So, uh, something that, you know, the whole industry needs is genetics, seeds and clones, no matter what, everything starts from that part. You can't get no edibles. You can't get concentrates. You can't get flower concerts, uh, competitions, none of that. All that starts with the seeds and the clones of everything. So I have an expo called gene traders that all we focus on is seeds and clones and the cultivation part of the cannabis industry, which is a small percentage, but is by far one of the most like important ones because without the seeds, and clo- there's nothing. I mean, like nothing. People be smoking, I guess, tobacco. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So basically, Lou out here making the world a better place. That's it. That's a fact. Even that good medicine. Like the candy man can. <laughs> I move from place to place. Trying to go, you know, uh, you know, get more genetics out there. You know, they call me the, they call me the Johnny Apple seed of cannabis, like seeds, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So I go different places and I really just, you know, try to expand it. I honestly, I can't wait come, to come down to Atlanta. Like once mm. it changes like that, you hell yeah, I'm going down there. Oh, I can't wait. Man, when when, ooh, when I can't changes, wait. Gene traders in Atlanta. Oh, we're gonna be lit. So what you want to grow? What you want to grow? Everything, anything. What's what's a what's a popular seed right now? Like what's what's high what's high in demand? The what's high in demand right now, as far as like uh, different types of uh, of uh, strains, they're either called the uh, you know uh, strains or cultivars. Uh, these are the different types of uh, you know cannabis um, names out there. Currently, the top two right now end up being either 
Gary Payton or runs. Getting money by the millions every month. My bro just told me that he's good. He made a killing off the runs. I mean, mind you, that doesn't mean that those are the very best, but those are the ones that everybody keeps repeating. So that's the one that's actually like dominating the, the scene right now. It's either runs or Gary Payton. <laughs> Yes, to the runs. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Like well, in my garden alone, I have pink runs, white runs, desert runs, and regular runs. Wow. That's just in my garden alone. That still doesn't include whatever else is out there, too. Okay, so let's speak about that. I was in your live the other day, and you were talking about clones and breeder cuts. Can you speak about that? What are breeder cuts? So a breeder <coughs> is somebody to actually make like your favorite strain. What's your favorite? What's you guys' favorite like name? Right now. Go ahead, Rod. I know what you're going to say. You <laughs> say what I said. Well, when, when I'm in Rome or other places where it's legal, I like to consume mimosa or white widow. <laughs> I second okay, that okay. emotion. <laughs> mimosa number 13 by symbiotic i got it that's nice mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. definitely one of my favorites right now the smell okay. on it is ridiculous taste everything about it is lovely yeah, definitely i agree i grew that one for quite a bit actually for like two years i grew mimosa is that a sleeper or is that like popular because you know i don't think like, I don't, it's not talked about, and I don't it's, think people know. It's not. Even when I came back from Virginia and I was telling people I knew, like, hey, this this mimosa shit that I tried is top tier. They're like, oh, okay. Like, they treated it like it was something they never heard of. They didn't care, but I don't think they realize. A lot of people don't. It, the way things are, it's not like, um, like, you end up, like, all right, so uh, mimosa, right? You want, so to have a, a, a a breeder's cut of mimosa, the guy or the person that made mimosa popped a whole bunch of seeds and found it and found, which is actually number 13 is actually the winner. So number 13, uh, meaning like the, a lot of times you see like these numbers after the name, GG number four, mimosa number 13, gelato 43, 41, all that stuff too. That's actually referring to a lot of times which seed it was. So it could have been uh, Gorilla Glue number four out of 100. Mm, gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this was Mimosa number 13 that was bred by Symbiotic, but it was hunted down by Jungle Boys. Jungle Boys found a winner out of that one, and it became super popular. That was number 13. So what... So oh, to get ahead. it exactly from the person that made it or hunted will be considered a breeder's cut. Mm. Right. So gotcha. I, the best way I like to explain too about seeds is like, uh, let's say you have 10 seeds, right? But let's compare them to children. Uh, if you have 10 kids, not each kid is going to look the same. It's not going to be the, the same height, the same way, the same color, the same everything. They're all going to be slightly different. But one of those 10 kids is a superstar. Like a genius and like physique, like you wouldn't believe all the way on top on everything. That's a winner. That's what you, we, that's what we would end up hunting down for. And that's called the hunt. Mm -hmm. So the hunt is how, you know, we end up finding those winners. And if a breeder did that hunt, that is a breeder's cut. So what do you consider good characteristics of a great seed? So how do you decide what to choose between one and a hundred? Uh, for me, it's got to hit all four in the sense of um, uh, uh, she looks great. She smells great. So good look, looks great is great for its bag appeal uh, because we're visual creatures. So like that too, like mm -hmm. you see, Ooh, that frost is just like, Holy shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that already, that's the first part of cell. Now you smell it. Oh, that's some good like that. Now you smoke it. If it's, if it tastes like it smells, it's mm -hmm. got to taste like it smelled up the butt. Past I that part right there is probably the hardest part of all the parts. That part right there. I've seen tons of shit that smells great, but doesn't smell, smell the same. 
And the last one, it's got to slap. It's got to hit. It's got to, you know, make that effect, either energetic or, you know, uh, you know, relaxing. Either way, it's got to hit that mark. Well, look, man, this shit is super fascinating <laughs> to me, right? Like the whole process. But listen, one of the things that's fascinating to me is like, if if you got one to 100 seeds, 13 hit, what happened to the others? Are they still smokable? See, people still fuck with them, people grow them, or they're like dead stock, like sneakers, get rid of them bitches. What, what happens? Some of them survive. Like, uh, you, I'm sure you guys heard of Gorilla Glue number five or number one. Mm-hmm. They were contenders, but they're not Gorilla Glue number four. Gorilla mm-hmm. Glue number four is the champ. There's always just one, like you could pop a thousand. There's gonna be one of those that's gonna be like phenomenal. You try to, you know, and what, uh, something that we've been constantly like debating all the time is like, you know, as far as the difference between what's really good and what's just hype, right? And there's certain strain names that just stick out to us, like uh, Girl Scout cookies, Sour Diesel, you know what I'm saying? Like the OGs, the Cushes. Uh, you know, um, uh, Gorilla Glue, right? Those names, Gorilla Glue, in my opinion, is probably like the news, like, but those names like really stick in there. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm probably missing like one or two. Diesel, that's another one. I was, yeah, Diesel. Sour Diesel is my, um, my favorite. Yeah, people say my, Diesel. Anything Diesel, people be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember when they had something called Green Crack that came out, that name was not appealing at all for me. <laughs> It's good, but you're I right. Know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, like when I remember when it popped out and everybody talked about it, I was like, oh, y'all are tripping. I'm straight on that one. <laughs> it's, it, it, that, you, I'm, I'm glad you brought that, you, you brought that up because it brings up a good thing too that people end up breeding stuff and they name it really bad names. So it could be really great, but because it's a bad name, people don't want to smoke it. People don't want to grow it. Like they do really got, you know what I mean? Like some, an old strain is called Alastair Thunderfuck. Like that's an old <laughs> strain. And it's gotten worse than that. I've heard, uh, you're, you know, having a mom with your threesome. I mean, you're having a threesome with your mom. I've, like, like. That's a name? That's a name. That's an actual name, yo. There's a name. There's one called Karen. I swear to you. I might be interested in seeing the effects of that one. It's what, the Karen? The Karen. You tell us something? No, just go and now you go outside and start calling the police on random people. Oh shit. <laughs> nobody there. Like, nobody's like, damn, you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. That's suspicious though. Right. Off that Karen pack. Off that Karen. <laughs> Off that Karen pack. <laughs> So let me ask you, like, so we have all of these new Zaz, as they like to call it on the South side, but the new exotic strains, um, where do the OGs fit into that? Like blueberry yum yums or Afghans or those like, are those considered not as potent because it's not a, a, a hybrid or it's not a exotic? Uh, it's just, um, you could if they lasted the time the test of time if they end up uh, going past test of times which over time it all uh, people kind of like it it works or it doesn't because if it doesn't work cultivators just don't do it if it doesn't like you know pick up something like popularity or people you know like that like it doesn't produce uh, cultivators just don't do it and yeah. something that's just part of American culture that we just like to do the best we try like we want to be number one we like that and we actually are strangely enough when it comes to the whole planet uh u.s u.s or have the best genetics hey that's what the fuck i'm talking about My yo, it is country. made in the usa <laughs> yo we got that man. blue magic bitch. so they have other stuff around the world and this is where we're starting to see you know, uh, you know, things from uh, Morocco, Nepal, Thailand, Mexico, you know, Colombia, like they have these uh, what we call land races that have, you know, evolved over time outside. But they're still very what we call almost like prehistoric in a way they still shag. They're not they don't look like we have today, but they actually hold uh, these properties within the flowers that are amazing for medical benefits. Mm. We're trying to take them out of like the jungle, basically cross them with U.S. genetics so we can actually be able to produce a good amount of them. That's and, amazing. you know, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long does it typically take you to go on a good hunt for a good strain? Oh, at least a year and a half. Sheesh. Wow. Yeah. So people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not this. This is a um, that when it comes to cultivation, it's a uh, it's a game of patience. Because, uh, I mean, you know, the fastest flowers, like, you know, on average two months. Right. But you still have to you got a baby. You pop it, you get her big and then you flip the flower and then it's two months. Mm-hmm. So you're already talking about three months before you actually taste something and to see if it is actually anything worth it. And you might want to grow it two or three times. So now you're talking about you just one is three months, twice, six months, three times, nine months. Do you really have something? But mind you, this is still like going at a fast pace and it could be something a bit longer too. So it could end up very easily within three cycles already be up to a year. Mm. I'm only growing that plant three times. So. Okay. What is your personal favorite that you hunted for that took you the longest? Like what's your golden Charizard card for our Pokemon uh, nerds out there? Really? <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> I'm a loser. I'm sorry. It's the only thing I can relate it to. <laughs> well, the hazes are tough. The toughest always. Uh, the hazes are any long flowering time. The sour diesels. A good sour diesel is 12 weeks. That's three months flowering time. That's a long time to flower, but she's amazing. So the longer ones are usually like the ones are, it's more of a challenge. People want these quick, like the reason that they do a lot of hybrids is for the purposes of uh, production to just kind of either get it to the street or get it in the dispensary or retail shop, whichever ends up being the end product, the end person, the user and shit. The faster just get to that point. Well, I got it. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Ron. I got an interesting question for you. Now, for somebody like you that I know has had tons of experience with different strains, you know, inconsistivas and everything, right? And I kind of, this is a two-part question. Your personal favorite, Inica, your personal favorite sativa and why? Mm. Oh, shit. If we're talking about for the sake of 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 effects or growing or that's a that's a yeah, okay let's let's yeah, go let's go effects let's go effects so effects on what uh, relaxing versus energetic yeah just you know basically what's your favorite sativa and what's your favorite indica that's. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, huh? It's like like picking your favorite child, huh? Nah, it's complicated. It's complicated because the names don't uh, like actually necessarily mean what people think it means. Mm-hmm. You can have indicas that have sativa effects. Oh, like hot, like okay. So now we're talking about hybrids. Is, is that what we're, no, is that what we're getting into? Not talking about hybrids at all. Oh, okay. So explain that. Oh, Break that down yes. to me because yeah, you're telling me something I do not that know. Hit me like like a sativa. I want to try know. that. Let me know. So a lot of times it ends up being based on two parts. One, actually what the plant does and what, you know, it could end up being uh, uh, an indica that has a lot of flavor, right? But she's not going to, she's a, she's a real uh, heavy indica, but a lot of flavor on that side. And because it's an indica with flavor, it's not going to uh, bring you down as, as far as relaxed as you think it will. Uh, the flavors because we're talking about the either euphoric feeling or more that creative energetic feeling Mm -hmm. and i can get an indica to give you energy by cutting her early whoa that's an air horn by that right there Mm -hmm. so there's trichomes uh the trichome colors end up being either clear uh foggy like uh like a milky white like clear milky white and then amber at uh, as far as the final stage we tend to cut we want usually want to cut the plants when the 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 trichome heads are milky to kind of like more or less basically like picking the middle of both sides but if you cut it early where it's the clear just more of a clear trichome head it has more of that energetic feeling so, an indica. With you talking about cutting it early and all that stuff, 
Um, how does, like, from what I understand, when it comes to CBD, is just less THC in it, right? So does that come from cutting it early or is that from the seed? It's a different strain altogether. Okay. I like to compare it when, uh, like what I like to compare uh, CBD and THC as far as easy metaphor ends up being uh, dogs and wolves. Mm. They're both canines, but obviously the wolf, you know, get at you most. So that's CBD. The CBDs are dogs and the wolf is THC. They're still the so, same family. So with that, is there like, cause from, I, I know someone that, he was attempting to grow some CBD, but he said he wasn't able to use it because they said that it was too much THC content in it. Yeah. So, so that means like this dog is too much like a wolf? Uh, <laughs> yes, in a way. But <laughs> that, listen, but they set the level so low that your chihuahua could be considered a wolf. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, it's like 0.03% THC. Like, it's almost like nothing, 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 nothing. If once that once AB is too high, it makes the, the crop hot. And technically, you're supposed to, like, burn it. Burn wow. it or 50-50 mix it with soil, like an entire crop. Yo, I've seen it done. It's the craziest thing ever. Damn. I'm like, man, you guys need to, like, extract that and just take the CBD. Better do something. I know how to have a good burn party. You know, right? right. Be like, <laughs> we joke too. Be like, well, they didn't say how to burn it. Right. <laughs> they call all my homies over. Yeah. Hey, right. you got to get rid of this crop, man. Let's get it party. In the middle of the barn. Right. Right. Okay, Lord. That's crazy. So, um, the indicas are the ones that give you the. You said the creatives. The oh, so the indicas are the downers. Those the ones that put you to sleep, right? Uh, I could put. That's the thing, though, right? So that's what I was trying to explain. Um, I can get an indica to make you feel like a sativa, and I can get a sativa to make you feel like an indica. Yeah, okay. And that ends up being deciding when to cut it. If I cut an indica early, it'll give you sativa properties. But if I cut a sativa late in the amber, I can give you indica properties. I get it. That makes sense. Mm. That's why we so- cut it in the middle. That's what we got for the, 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 the kind of like, um, you know, uh, trichome head uh, milky. Mm-hmm. That's why. So with you being a connoisseur of sort, do you when you're out and about or do you have a preference with that goes with each activity? Like when you're out and about, would you like smoke something that's heavy, like indica fillings or would you save that for when you're in the house? Um, or does it matter? I spend a lot of time in the car. But we're about so, to cut this. <laughs> like when you're cleaning, is that like oh, your fuck. sativa time? No, well, I do a lot. Um, uh, I do have, you know, I, I I smoke a lot actually. You know, I, you know, it's all over the place. Like it, there's tons of it around all over the place. <laughs> so, so, I smoke a lot, everything like that. So at a certain point, you're just trying to like balance them both out so i'll might smoke an indica and then you just kind of chill drink my coffee kind of get mellow into the thing because i don't want to like first day off right like have a cup of coffee and a sativa i'll be screaming every so you got to kind of like balance it out you got to it out a little bit um so, yeah. well, I, I, so people, I like LA Confidentials is one of my favorites. Great for like my creative, like the way like that, it just gets me like really. So things for me dealing with like LA, uh, you know, uh, confidential like crosses, I would like, but that's a little older and stuff like that too. So it all depends people. It's, it's weird. Cause people keep like breeding for like high THC. So it's kind of just, it's starting to be less difference in a lot of like general, a lot of middle of the road stuff. That's probably how do you feel about that? Is that good or 
I think that's no good. Yeah, because you got to, you know, I mean, it's just like, like it's medicinal. So you don't want to, you know, you if you're if you're tired, you want to be able to have something. I mean, if you're not tired, if you want to go to sleep, you want to be able to have something that you know is going to put you to sleep. But like now you're saying that everything's kind of the same. So it's like what you you get what you get. Yeah, that's right. I I was going to say, I actually have heard from um, people, (laughs) heavy smokers, and say things like, uh, you know, people come and they really want, you know, the first thing they're asking for is what has the highest THC level and not really satisfied because something with a lower THC level may have some different effects that affect you the way you really want to. So it's really not about going in there and being like, yo, give me something with 28% because it, it, it may not be good. And I just now uh, come to the realization of that because, you know, ignorant mind, you think, just give me the heaviest shit you got. And it's really not, you know, the best thing to do. Hmm. That's a very good point. I do have a question, uh, not to dig in your pockets and to be nosy, but with the legalization of cannabis being on the horizon nationally, is your company prepared for that? And do you have anything planned? Oh, we're already moving forward for that. It's just about, so how is it that the country that is not federally legal happens to have the best weed in the world? So much so that it's being imported into Mexico. They're mm-hmm. actually like smuggling weed from U.S. to Mexico because we have better quality. Imagine that. Hmm, uh, you it's the other way around. Yeah. This happened this year. I put it out that they busted something like, yo, the tables have turned. That's crazy. So, the whole world is on like they want U.S. weed, the whole brand of cookies and like anything this anything to having to deal with U.S. genetics, U.S. weed, period. The world wants, which is the weirdest thing, because we're not federally legal. And you would think that somewhere like Amsterdam or Spain or somewhere else besides the U.S., even Canada, that is federally legal. People will want their weed. No, they want U.S. weed. Mm. Mm. Me proud to be yes. American. Oh, th- this this what it took to. This, this makes me proud took. to be an American. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny, man? It's just like that industry, man. It's like the whole thing is like a big cherry waiting to be popped. Yeah, just. <sighs> so, let me ask you something, Lou. Do you think what are, What are your thoughts? Why do you think that um, America, with us being so properly equipped to distribute marijuana and with us having the technology that we have here, why do you think that they, that we were the last ones to kind of go ahead and start getting on board with it? Cause I had, I hear theories like most, I well, I know previously everyone was saying that um, it's not, um, they wouldn't be able to track it properly. <laughs> and that America American government will want to have, you know what I mean? Like want to have parts and every dollar that, that you get, they want to get theirs. I mean, like, just like taxes. So with, you know, marijuana distribution is harder to make sure that everyone is paying their fair share. So what is funny about this and not funny is that forever in a day, it was our community that distributed this the legacy market uh, or underground market, black market, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's got their preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because they didn't want to. And the use of drugs is actually the same in the suburbs as it is in the hood. Uh, so it's not about usage, but we were selling it. But we also know, too, that it was um, the white boys that were growing it. It wasn't us. We weren't, we don't grow dope. We don't grow coke. We weren't growing weed. We were just fucking distributing that shit. Now dealing with the cannabis industry, I can tell you for a fact, it's less than 1% are actually owned by minorities. It's a whole big deal now dealing with the whole equity, social equity program, the hot buzz thing. So that's where the money's actually being funneled to. It's just like politicians or anybody else. They just catch on to whatever's hot and whatever the money's actually going to. And that's what they're going to say. That's what they're doing. So now what you end up actually first thing coming up is a lot of a poster child type of situations where 
here's our minority. Check it out. We're not racist. Hey, look. Right, right, right. And people are like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I swear to you, no fucking joke. Why? Because this is a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry, big time money. In the beginning, mind you, right, this is that first wave. After a while, it'll plateau and it'll be like everything else, like, you know, like liquor stores, everything else. Right. Like, you can find liquor stores at a gas station or, you know, like it's it's everywhere, you know. But the big wave, that's where that money ends up coming in. And that big wave is what I'm trying to encourage a lot of our people, because I, I'm not a big fan of saying minorities. And there's nothing minor about us. Period. Point blank. Period. Okay. So our people need to use this opportunity to gain from that wave so we can end up building something else. That wave isn't going to last forever. It's not something mm-hmm. that you're going to end up banking for your kids, 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 kids to be mm-hmm. able to get on. But there's a wave to be able to prosper and maintain something and build on something else. But that's the opportunity that I'm really trying to preach to everybody. That the problem is that that what you said that, you know, they, that, you know, uh, we wouldn't be able to track it. What you mean? Like it's a sale, a sale, a sale, a physical, tangible item. We track everything that we track our phones, our computers. Like I could, I could pull up my phone right now. I gotta tell you where all my gadgets are at. Tell you right on my phone, the way technology, the way technology like that. So that shit that they're trying to push now is like that. It's like, Oh, well we know better. Do you? Mm-hmm. Cause like the reality of it all is, is that the reason that we ended up being in this mess in the first place is because of the government, because of their uh, incompetence uh, beliefs, because that's what they were. Incompetent beliefs that they pressed on everybody, even sponsored their programs on that stupid shit. That was actually proven to uh, cause more drug use. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. I believe it. So now it's the time, right? We can end up actually getting like that, and they don't want to cut us in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all they can. It seems like it's now regular conversation and under consideration because a lot. And I don't. I'm not trying to like throw a race card in there, but it seems like because a lot of we have a lot of white distributors that have entered the chat, and you know. They don't want to be prosecuting their people, so let's let's make this legal. I mean, I mean that's that's one of my theories. It's it's I, I got plenty of theories of what it could be. <laughs> like, but it's yeah. it's I, you know what I see though. I, I, what I'm afraid of is big corporation getting in it. You dig? And I mean like tobacco companies. Because all they're going to do is water it down and it'll be bullshit. You dig what I'm saying? If they don't let the little man in it and compete, it's not going to, it's just going to be like cigarettes. What's that? It's trash. They're already in. They're already, it's not, and it's not even tobacco companies. It's actually, it's actually other companies. It's actually other, just rich people in general, corporations, basketball players. Look, let's be real. A basketball player from the second that they sign is a corporation. Their name, their likeness, everything, a corporation. So you can't say that, that, oh, blah, 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 you know, you know, equity minorities like that. Bro, you're a corporation. You're treated. You got a whole squad to treat you like a corporation. I have a hard time swallowing that. Like, yo, you wasn't like maybe your cousin might have. Maybe your cousin still on the block might still be falling within that, but not you. <laughs> Those is what I'm worried about, right? Because honestly, like, I, you know what? I'm going to pick on him. Uh, uh, Urkel. With Purple Urkel. That weed sucks. <laughs> purple weed is not flavorful or great at all in almost any kind of like a real true purple weed. There's a different type in between like genetic purple and actually forced, like, you know, like actual, but we we're used to seeing in our bags is different from like true genetic purple and true genetic purple is not great to kind of like do a whole company around that is a bad idea. And I know this from a cultivation standpoint, like it just, it has a one time initial bag appeal sale and then never again, because it's just not that like, it doesn't hit. I think it's like about 14%, 15%, like, <laughs> like, but it looks beautiful though. <laughs> 
Speaking of that, there are a lot of celebrities and now rappers and entertainers who decide to get into the cannabis business and release their own strain. Who do you think has the best? <laughs> None of them. Mm-hmm. Damn, not, not, not I, even I, knew you, I knew you were <laughs> You know, they got the best ones, not the rappers. Mm-hmm. And the breeders, listen, not the rappers. Rappers don't make, uh, rappers don't have a female male to make seeds. They don't do that. They're just paying somebody else to do it. And the best ones don't go to, they don't sell it off. They keep it for themselves. Like producers, keeping the great beats to themselves. <laughs> that's why I say like I haven't met a single uh, one rapper or basketball player with that weed that is like out of the park and close they're saying their name to step on their back to make some money that's the game it? hustle that's a game I'm not let's not be shy about it it's a game it's a hustle. there's there's this rapper from Atlanta named Peewee Longway and he had a strain, strain. I cannot remember the name of it, but it was like everybody was talking about it down here. And apparently it was like super expensive, too. Are you familiar with it at all? I am not. I am not. Hmm. I wonder what it is. I'm going to figure it out. You try to figure, you know, and it's always about uh, the name of it. Right. And you by the name, you should, this should also be answer the lineage, which is the mom and dad who made that seed, right? And where those, where he get those seeds from, those cuts. If you're a true breeder, you'll be able to very simply answer those questions. Like right mm-hmm. now, I'm just breeding humpback with uh, garlic. And I know where those things came from. Hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Rewind. Did you say breeding with garlic? Yeah. Platinum garlic. Garlic. You guys have you guys know you guys know about the garlic, like the garlic types? No, what's that? What, what does that do? What's the garlic? The gar- so the, what happened was, you know what happened was what, what garlic, the garlic flavor runs is what happened with the garlic flavor. That's what happened with the gar- garlic. We all thought that garlic was gonna be that next flavor, right? A lot of us ended up breeding into like the garlic side of things. And what happened is, is that everybody wanted runs, 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 because that is that a very quick association to the candy. Mm. It was crossed with Skittles, yada, 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 you know. Wow. That's what happened with garlic. Garlic. Yeah, garlic way better than runs. Way better than runs. But runs is what took off. And that's what happened. Well, it looks like I'll be on the hunt for some garlic. Me too. I'm <laughs> going to see what that, I'll see what that do. Shit. <laughs> wow. That's, um, it's, this is, this is so interesting to me. Like it, it brings a completely different aspect to, you know what I mean? Just being, I know, I'm sure our listeners who do indulge, um, I'm sure they're just used to being on the buyer side of it. So um, it's interesting to. Oh, trust me, too. When we first side. met Lou in Virginia, it was an eye opening experience. That's when crazy. I when I found out what he did in his company, I was like, damn, I never thought about that aspect of cannabis before. Right. right. Like where where the shit comes from. I didn't know plants had a mother and a father. I didn't know any of this shit that he talks about. And it's so, it's just so fucking interesting. <laughs> but it's because a lot of times we didn't, um, you know, this is what, not, you know, this traditionally this is not part of the industry. Uh, our part usually being sales and marketing. We sell, we, but honestly, that's where the money is. I'm not gonna lie to you. The money isn't in the the money in the final product, right? I put some simple numbers to you just to kind of like uh, get everybody like you know. On the same, uh, you can end up buying this. You buy a pound, or let's say it's called a units. You you unit for um you know anywhere twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars, right? But if you chop up and you sell it legally, right, in an eighth or an, or, or an eighth or uh, a twenty able to make seven to eight thousand dollars in return oh so, that you're already doubling your money on you end up investing mm. the money ends up being on the end side not in the cultivation or production side and that's the part that we our people 
have traditionally ran. And that's all I'm saying to continue to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Fred, I'm not asking for change in the playbook, which everybody's which is we're legalizing and making like that. All I'm asking for things to remain the same. Damn, I love it when you put it that way. Don't change the playbook. I feel yeah, you, girl. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel you. Look, sure. I am. I'm over here blown. I, I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah. Wow, man. Yo, it's you know, I think it's important, man, that everybody just this is the this is the hardest part. Uh spreading the word, spreading, you know, spreading like this little bit of knowledge, right? This little bit of like, oh shit, like, you know, just what could be. You know, it's still there at the very beginning, but this isn't going to happen again. So, and the prohibition alcohol happened once, and they said the exact same thing that they're saying today. We're going to use these money to like fix the neighborhood and better schools and reparations and money to rain down and you know just wait your turn, just wait your turn, just wait your turn, just wait your turn. Never. So you can't, they're, going, they're saying it again. And the reply needs to be immediately, we've already heard that. This is what's, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to go. Got to kick we've the door, Because this isn't going to happen again. I, don't, I mean, drugs might be all legal and stuff like that. Too. I don't think there'll be no wave like this. Like people are going to be, <laughs> people are going to be running down the street, down the block for like the new, like, you know, Coke leaves or something like that too. Like, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what, you know, like it, well, it's a different thing. It's because we, it's also medicinal. It's just, I don't think this, and even still only a new industry only pops up every 30, 40 years. Last one I think was more like more dealing with like um uh the dot com era and like the personal computers. Right now we had a good spot because you got cannabis, the cryptocurrencies, the NFT markets, all these things are emerging all at one time. You know what I mean? And we have the not you know, when we was rapping before and you was talking about the information, you know what I mean? We are right at a a, a place where we have the information to jump into a new industry like this and make it boom, which is a beautiful thing. And you're right. We got to kick in the doors, you know, because they ain't, they going to give a shit for sure. But Joe, I want to rap about something you talked about earlier when we was rapping. You, you were telling us how New York has become uh, probably the best place that's legal right now to get it, or they've become the hub. Can you speak on that a little bit? <laughs> It's I gotta kind of tell the story. Damn, I'm looking for some papers. Shit, what else, man? Sorry, man. I'm trying to blow something up. Sorry about that. Don't you hate that when you when you lose something and you know you ain't went nowhere? It's like I know it's over here. Where the fuck is it? All right. Ask me again. (laughs) It's about as real, it's about as real as it gets. (laughs) It's about as real as it gets. I fucking love it. All right, so what happened with New York could have not ever been predicted, right? What ha- what happened with New York was that um, there was a battle happening between, like, you know, the obviously, the you know, trying to get a good open program so everybody can end up trying to open up a small business and, you know, make a little prosperous for themselves and move forward. But what was happening that Governor Cuomo at the time was looking more for the corporate side type of shit. Like he was trying to bank out out of it too. But right around that time, of course, dealing with the pandemic and everything else, he ended up actually getting caught in a huge sex scandal. Like apparently he's got some high hands, sexual harassment, like a lot of people. Um, So he thought, (laughs) right, because he was in trouble, if he signed uh, this weed law that was in front of him, which was not the bill that he was backing, but the bill that was a better bill was backing that he would be seen cool and they would forget about everything. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. <laughs> they still didn't forget and he got kicked out, but we got a better law in New York. Anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke weed at. Wow. Right from that one right there, it's like, what, what? 
So I'm I'm very average, sitting on, walking down the sidewalk, smoking weed. Not just me, everybody. The city often smokes like weed. Damn. And that's New York? New New York York City. Get the fuck out of here. I had no idea. (laughs) New York City. Yo, I sat, so because of the whole COVID thing during the summer, like there was outside seating. So we would sit there, blah, blah, eat, and then be sitting just like smoking. And I'm like, (sighs) Wow. Now, the industry hasn't even started yet. It's not, uh, they ended up, so they can end up doing a lot of good regulations and committees and commissions, all that stuff, whatever. Uh, They're not going to open until 2024, as far as like uh, licenses and everything else. But it's going to be, you know, they're going to try to incorporate a lot of stuff that's going to end up giving back to the community, which means, (laughs) which means actually high taxes. Uh, for example, California has a fifty-seven percent tax. Mm. That's how the that's how much a business has to pay. Not what we got to pay. That's what a business has to pay. That's like, it's, it's like wild. Uh, I think Connecticut's going to be like thirty-eight percent. That fifty shit is unbelievable to me. That is um, that's robbery. Bro. You, ha- that's I have to give crazy. you more than half of my profit. That's crazy. Suck my dick. No fuck. Come on, man. That's Thank fucking goodness. nuts. So crazy. the reason supposedly, right, is so it can rebuild the hood. That what the, the need for the people, right? Supposedly. But what's happening is it's going to the general fund. And then now you got just politicians just taking swipes at it and next you know goes here, goes there like that, and very little gets back to the people. Yo, with 57% of the state's revenue with cannabis, could you imagine the amount of good they could do with the homeless within it's LA California. itself? I'm sure they can give everyone their own fucking apartment with 57% of that revenue. Really? And, then, and a nice one at that. Wow. But have they? But have they? Never will. Because, and that's why they're getting, that's why they're suing the state now. No industry in the, no industry is taxed like this. Mm. The cannabis industry is horribly taxed, horribly predatory uh, practices all over the place from little mom and pop banks to big banks. Everyone, everyone, anyone in between construction companies, your electric dude, your plumber. And the second they say that it's for a cannabis industry business or something like that, your shit skyrockets, man. Your shit goes up like a, a it's crazy. Let's put something into perspective. How mismanaged is California? Now, let's think about that. (laughs) They claim to be broke. They are. (laughs) But they're taxing these motherfuckers at 50. Yeah. Hold on. We're not talking about just any industry. California, we're not just talking about any place. California is known as the marijuana cannabis god. Yeah. And they can't get 57% to get your ass out the red. And that's where lies the problem. A lot of businesses have gone out of business. The ones that are survived are suing the state, which isn't a lot. They're still growing the same amount of weed. It's just not legal. Where does it end up? In the East Coast, funny enough. Mm-hmm. It all comes to the East Coast because the East Coast doesn't uh, uh, still just starting to cultivate, right? And this is where we start looking at our southern states on the East Coast to be able to start cultivating, to start producing enough to feed the East Coast in general. Or starting down from Virginia down, you know, now we can get into the long sativas, the piffs, the hazes, the like, like the beautiful long flowering time because the climate can uh, hold it, like in California, right? The reason that we can't do it over here is because if you look at, if you used to match geographically, like if you look on the East Coast, they're all like illegal. Except, but now it's starting to change. And now as far as we got this to uh, Virginia. Speaking of the Southern states, what do you think, well, first, how long do you think Georgia gonna take? I don't know, honestly. I don't even know. What do you guys hear? What do you guys know? Is it up for, is there a bill? Is there... You know, our state representatives that were, well, our most recent um, senators, one of them ran on the platform that he was going to 
legalized marijuana, um, John Ossoff. I can't remember what um, what the good Rev said. Hey, we're going to get that d- in that Rev out of here if they keep fucking around. <laughs> Sorry. Like, what did the good Rev say about it? I can't remember his platform on it. But yeah, um, I haven't heard any progress or anything like substantial that happened since then. But Georgia is part of the Bible Belt. You know, I was old enough to vote to for us to have liquor sales on Sunday. So we we moved pretty slowly down here. So uh, apparently I think there's two bills, SB 263 and SR 165. And uh, or I guess it's also tax HR 281. Wow. <laughs> uh, one's for commercial market in uh, in the state. Measure would allow adults to purchase like that, but it, that one seems kind of vague, and the other one seems a little bit more detailed. Oh, no, this one's to actually, uh, if approved by lawmakers, or may, uh, so uh, there's one to make it a law, and there's one to make it uh, a voting measure. Mm, they ain't uh, going to let us vote on it. <laughs> well, that's, so the lawmakers have to. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I was looking at it. the lawmakers have to say yes. Let everybody vote on it. Ain't gonna happen. Woo. I don't know. Press them. We've been. Let us We've been real blue around here lately. Why not? Let the people vote. If it is, it is. If it ain't, it ain't. Not saying that that is a blue trait. <laughs> But uh, not saying it as a blue trait. Even even if it ended up voting no, right? Even if it ended up losing, you could still make it into a law by a bill. Anyway, it's not like it's the last. Like they already. So it's there's two things in there right now. One to make it legal, and one to make uh, allow it to vote to make it legal. All right, Lisa. I'm gonna ask you six things, right? All right. And I need you to give me six referrals for our listeners. These are six different um, reasons that someone could be turned into medicinal use. Cool. And I want you to give me the six strains that you would recommend off the top of your head. So first, headache, like migraine, migraine, migraine headache. Oh, um, actually, topicals might end up being a little bit more useful. It started Mm. actually working uh, because of uh, actually rubbing in the temples and the forehead. It tends to actually end up helping you breathe and just kind of like relax. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be something to like edible. Also, too, a lot of times in the being with the with the uh, migraines and be like that ringing and stuff like that, too. So Mm -hmm. maybe possibly eating something just kind of like to relax might end up helping that out. Gotcha. Not necessarily a smoke. Um, What about like really crazy like nausea? Edible. Like an edible? Yeah, most of them. Or, or a dab to make it quick. Yeah, I was going to say, they might have trouble eating the edible if they're nauseous already. That's true. Uh, then, uh, yeah, anything um, uh, more indica side smoke. Um, I don't know any specific like strain, but anything that's going to end up uh, giving you a little bit more of a relaxed thing, it's going to help with the nausea. Versus like anxiety, just kind of like, I mean, as far as the creativity might be too much. Right. And so that was my next one, anxiety. Again, uh, indica as well, or eating something too. Uh, it brings down, some people call, you know, end up being what's called microdosing, right? Mm-hmm. You might be, not be able to smoke all day to kind of keep your social anxiety down. Uh, because let's be real too. Like, I, you know, I had, uh, I realized too that I actually got like hood anxiety and shit, yo, like hood PTSD and fucking and uh, uh, watching a good amount of people get shot and, you know, just ducking. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you can end up having small milligrams of edibles to actually eat along the day. CBD or THC, it's not about, it's just about managing your anxiety. You can end up just eating something like five milligrams, like, you know, it's something small. Gotcha. Um, okay. And one, when you're ready to turn up, like go crazy, like lit, lit, lit. Or is there not a strain for that? No, it's just about how big it is actually. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, like, I smoked this uh, seven gram cigar the other day with my boy. What? Yeah, we burned right through that shit too. 
Like we burned right through it, yo. It was like you said, let's see how fast. Like, <laughs> yo, we burned right through that shit. Probably like in a good forty minutes. It should have lasted like at least like four hours. Man. Right, that's crazy. Okay, um, sex. Oh, the lubes. And that one actually. So this one is the, out of all the ones. Listen, out of all the ones. This one's the most interesting one, what? right? This is the most interesting <laughs> one. So find out. Yo, listen. Oh, for some reason, bro. when it comes to having fun, right? <laughs> the female, it, it, uh, the cannabinoids actually interact with the female at a much higher sense than the males. Because woman is God. Duh. Because of the reproductive system, they contain a higher endocannabinoid a system within their bodies. So they're actually able to get higher in different places that, that we cannot ever get. So when it comes to so, so this is very interesting too. So when it comes to sex, <laughs> there are, are strains out there that could completely turn you off. Hmm. Like I, I believe that. Off. Like dry as a desert. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very so that whole that whole like uh, um part about it is still very fresh when it comes to like actually finding more about it because it's a sensitive subject to talk about. Um for example, like the lube for the uh, the cannabis lube like that only works for the female. It doesn't work on the male at all. Like only the female gets the effects out of it. The male doesn't get the effect of it at all. But from what Look, I'm, I'm, write, I'm writing this down for stuff to Google later. <laughs> from, 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 I need to find this list. Research purposes. Experience, it Research is fact the, the, the female does 100% ends up getting a much higher effect from that than the males. And that is really cool. And so there's some, it's just something about it. Same thing with the strains. They're more, there's just more, females are more sensitive to the strains, uh, the cannabinoids than we are. Uh, they're, you know, yeah. This is wow. how definitely get shorter from that one. Amazing. Amazing, right? Like <laughs> so yeah. As far as males on this topic, we have no we don't we don't it doesn't y'all be right. Um, <laughs> um and last creativity. I like a good oh uh, this uh sour tangy, I like the smoke. That one's more for smoking. Definitely a smoke because you sit there, you can just sit there and just ponder. Really right. like, think of you never you never be like, yeah. <laughs> like nobody's saying nothing to you. You're like, that's that's it. That's one of them. Why you uh, drive on a parkway and park in a driveway? Uh, <laughs> strange. <laughs> but I made it though. But I made it. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Not definitely no. Not no. No heavy indicas or no like really old. Really old weed, even if it's sativa, can end up giving you a bad, like a, a lower, a more relaxed, you know, um, effect. So freshness matters. Actually, if uh, the question that every, every, every consumer should ask is, when was this harvested? The first four months is those primo months. Well, look. Message to all of our <laughs> listeners out there. You're welcome. You know, go write this stuff down. Do what you need to do with this information that you're getting right here. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, y'all got any more questions? I feel like we just undug all in your head, Lou. I'm good. Right, you got any more? No, uh, I know this could go on forever, but we're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. Lou's going to hang around for the rest of the episode. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the jury, we'll find the defendant guilty.